So it's Muggleston. Is that how yeah, it's? Yeah, Muggleston. 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 Think of Harry Potter and then Stun. And then Stun? Yep. Okay. Hello and welcome back to another episode of My Wax Museum. Today I'm joined by my friend Austin Muggleston. Now this interview was actually recorded in July 2019 and I'm only getting it to it now and I could provide a million excuses but I won't. Uh, this is a great conversation, as they all are. We talk about his brother introducing him to film and how he grew to have a love for film through movies like The Evil Dead and Schindler's List. He talks about making the story fun and entertaining and how nice it is sometimes to just be entertained. There doesn't even need to be a message. And I think that's part of what the show is. We're just here to chat. And I encourage you, after the show is done today, or even before, take some time out of your day, just five minutes, to listen to somebody in your life. Ask them questions, learn from them, and listen to them. You'll be amazed at what you find out. Austin Muggleson, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you. So uh, so this is kind of cool. Is this, your first, is this your first time guessing on a podcast? Yes, yeah. Awesome. I yeah, I have my own. Yeah, but I've never been a guest, and that's the funnest thing when you get into the <laughs> podcasting community, and then you get to like be on somebody else's show and mm-hmm. see how they do things and stuff. And that's what I love. And we're going to talk more about the podcasting community uh, later on in the episode. But uh, kind of to start with, where were you born? Where are you from originally? So I think I was born in Rexburg, and I'm from Rigby, Idaho. So Rexburg, Idaho. Now I live in Rigby, Idaho. So uh, you are from right around here. Yeah, exactly. Very, very close. Born and raised here pretty much my whole life. Really? Yeah. I don't look like it. Yeah. I don't look like an, like a typical Idahoan. What does a typical <laughs> Idahoan look like? Well, though? a lot of people think, you know, they're kind of rednecky. Uh, okay. There's two types. There's yeah. two types. So there's the ones that look like they drink a lot of beer and then right. the part farmer. And I, I don't want to offend anyone. I'm not saying... <laughs> offend offend I'm, anyone you want. We'll I'm stereotyping later. a little bit here. And I'll, you know, I'm going to... I want people to listen to this too yeah. on my side. And so there's those, you know, they, they kind of... They look like they work in the farms. They got cracks and all that. And then there's like... And then I think there's that typical Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint side too that are a little bit like button-up shirt, clean right. cut. And so you see both sides and you, you see both sides in like... At, fourth of july parades right right yeah <laughs> I, I like seeing that and i feel like a lot of the time they kind of mix together too like they become one person yeah a lot they of the can time too yeah for yeah. sure yeah yeah some people you can't tell exactly uh exactly what's going on yeah. yeah yeah so i'm i feel like a lot of people don't think i'm from here because i i i don't know i've never been i i've been curious about what's outside of idaho so right. i kind of follow trends outside and so i mean right, right now i look like an idiot, but I, t- I mean, you're wearing <laughs> I a great t-shirt, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We're in a podcast. I should, I'm wearing like, I have stains on my, uh, cargo shorts and I'm wearing like, what is this? Cooking, uh, like bungee sandals. They bungee have bungee sandals. strings on them. Uh, like hey, parachute cool. cords. And, uh, yeah, I wear shorts every day in the summer unless like I go to school at BYU, Idaho and they don't let me, but this semester, I only took like one class and it was online. So I've been shorts every day. I don't care. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. 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 So uh, growing up, growing up in Idaho, wearing shorts all the time, um, 
what was what was the experience of growing up here like for you? Um, so I grew up in a semi big family. I think it'd be big for the rest of the world, but I have uh, two older brothers and two younger sisters. Right, and then my two parents, who all seven of us, seven of us grew up together. And so for me, it was a lot of uh, family uh, growing up. And then because I rugby is the size of I think growing up about two to three thousand people varied so much, but. Right, And then I kind of lived in the outskirts of Rigby where it was, I don't know, like we had next door neighbors, but they were older. And then like, if you wanted to go to a friend's house, you couldn't just walk. You had to like ride a bike. And if you did ride a bike, it was a half mile at least type thing. And so to go to a friend's house, it was a process. So a lot of times when you got bored, you just did things with your older brothers. Like, uh, I don't like a big thing that we, uh, well, my brother was, he's five or six years older than me. So when I was like 10, he'd be like 15, 16, right at that age when like Jackass came out. Mm -hmm. And that is that show where people would jump off roofs and hit their head and think it was funny, you know? And so my brother's like, let's make one. So we would create videos of doing stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what we did growing up is just stupid things. And then my younger sister, who's just, so my, me and my sister exactly, almost exactly a year apart. So I'm born March 4th. And she's born March 2nd. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, um, she, I would be like the guinea pig and then she would watch and feel scared for me type thing. Right. So then my youngest sister, she's like six years different. So she kind of didn't grow up with us for, right. <laughs> but she's there and we, we love her and it, it was a lot of fun to be with her. But a lot of the things we say inside joke wise, it doesn't always click with her. Right. Right. So, Just cause she's kind of yeah younger. I think six years. Yeah. yeah. And so we, you were obviously pretty close with your siblings. Yeah, we still up. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so having having that quality time with them and stuff, how do you think that has kind of made you who you are today as an adult? I think it's helped me better understand what relationships are with uh, like maybe my wife or even with friends mm-hmm. um, and then creating my own family too. I have a little daughter who's uh she's about to turn a year and a half and so um i think i get over things easier which is a huge really yeah i i feel like you know when my brother oh so here's an example here's a little story when i was i think i was 10 years old i got the the these micro cars micro rcs i think is what they were called that were really popular when i was young and they would charge on the remote control and then uh people can't see this but i talk with my hands a lot yeah yeah (laughs) you do like (laughs) nobody can see you (laughs) as you're as you're talking it's not like i'm doing anything up slowly (laughs) move down quickly he's excited that's right he makes the shape of a small rc car car control and then it's good (laughs) i talk with my hands a lot okay so there's a little RC car. Nobody can see it. Okay, now I'm self-conscious about it. I don't know why I do it all <laughs> the time. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um, so they're the size of Hot Wheels. Yeah. And then the controller was the size of maybe a hockey puck. Mm-hmm. People probably remember this. Anyways, they charged on the controller. And then um, one day, or that Christmas, like two hours later, I was letting it charge. I noticed it was broken. And I was so upset because it was a brand new, you know, RC car. I've right. always wanted one. And, you know, and... Years later, my sister's like, I actually broke that, which I always thought was my older brother. Yeah. But I like at the time I was upset, but I remember getting over it in a couple days, even being older. And I think if there was just by myself or like another kid, I don't think I would have gotten over something like that hmm. as easily. And so I feel like I'm very for, um, forgiving and right. 
because of how many siblings I have. Right. And I think life's too short to just like hold grudges. And that's why I, you know, that's kind of what I've learned too yeah. with having so many siblings. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. That's interesting. That's that's great that it's impacted you in that way. Uh, I, I think something a lot of people have talked about on on this show, even in interviews, is the importance of forgiveness, the mm-hmm. importance of moving on, whether from something small like they broke your RC, their mini, your mini RC car versus, you know, more serious things that are really upsetting to people, right? It's, it's that little things that teach you to forgive so that, you know, down the road someday you can actually forgive for the big things, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so going through these things and these experiences, um, were there any other particular experiences um, that you feel really shaped you as an adult? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, couple, uh, when I was 16, my brother passed away and he died in a car accident and he was only 20, I think he was 22, 23, somewhere in there. So mm-hmm. he, that, that was a big one. I think that goes back to like, don't hold grudges cause life's too short. I think right. that's kind of one of those things why uh, that's one of the things I learned, um, as I got older because of that. The other one was I'm way into movies, like probably way more than I should be. It's not yeah. like I'm going to go into movie making i'd hope (laughs) be in the industry that'd be cool but uh any producers out there listening i can do whatever you want okay (laughs) so um i remember when i was about that same age yeah uh i my brother would have these like so i have two brothers the oldest brother passed away and then i have one right below him and he had he was into drama uh really into Video games. So he kind of shaped me in that way, I feel like. And then my oldest brother shaped me in the music kind of way. He was way into like this weird underground hip hop. Yeah. In Idaho, which is so weird because it's kind of hard to find that stuff here, I feel like. Yeah. He was into the internet before the internet was like big. And so he would find these uh, underground hip hop artists online in the early 2000s. some would be like people under the stairs or like atmosphere. He was way into atmosphere before a lot of people. And that's so hipster saying, but right. <laughs> but no, he was, he loved, he loved uh hip hop. So he'd introduced me to these, a lot of these hip hops and my dad did too, but he would be more of the rock side. Okay. And, yeah. um, my brother under him, uh, introduced me to kind of the punk side. So that's that music. I really like music too. Back to the movies. So my brother had these weird indie, not indie, but they're not like the most known movies. Kind of cult films. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, so one of them was The Evil Dead, which is uh, kind of a B B movie horror film uh, directed by Ra- uh, Sam Raimi, who did the Spider Man movies, not the not the newer ones, but like Tobey Maguire, yeah. uh, Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, uh, Spider Man movies. So I saw that. Um, and then I saw that in his collection. These, I, I just, I still remember this very clearly seeing his collection. So there was that, um, there's Brokeback Mountain. There was, um, let's see, uh, Schindler's List. There was Detroit, or the Detroit Rock City is what it was called. And then probably a few others. But I remember those four because, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about, so we'll, We'll talk about uh, Brokeback Mountain real quick. Came later, my brother came out 
uh, gay. Okay. So that's why that always stood out to me. It's right. Like, it, it kind of, I think that was just one of those things I remember seeing. And then he said that and I was like, oh, okay. Like you see these things in his life that you're like, okay. And then, um, and then, uh, let's see. Oh, so the evil dead was a big one because I thought it was amazing. Now I should say why I was so curious about these movies is because my parents didn't let us watch rated R movies growing up. Right. Um, including like, so Schindler's list, uh, the evil dead, uh, Brokeback Mountain and Detroit Rock City were all rated R movies. So I was like, oh, I, my brother snuck these in and he hit them. Right. And so I wanted to check them out. Um, I only checked out Detroit Rock City, Schindler's List, and uh, Evil Dead. And I think because, again, it's like Brokeback Mountain felt a little too taboo for my age and kind of like growing up in that LDS community, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints community. And so I, I went with Evil Dead first. And I just remember loving it. Hmm. And the reason was, is because I was getting into filmmaking myself. Right. And so it felt very homemade and it was created in the sixties or seventies where like you could see the stick attached to an eyeball flying through the sky or like you could see like a head explode, but you knew it wasn't, you know, it was like styrofoam and, and hamburger inside. And so it it felt very homemade and it became this huge cult hit. And I think that was part of it. Uh, part of being that homemade feel, and and the story was really fun, and so it it kind of told me that storytelling, as long as the story's fun and entertaining, then I don't think it really matters how it looks. Hmm. And um, and then I should say too, it was very funny for being a horror film, unintentionally the first one, and then they created the second one. He had one and two. Now that I think about it, and there's the Evil Dead two, and that one was funny. Uh, intentionally with the horror mixed in. So then Schindler's List came around and I'll be honest, I was just a 16 year old kid. Like I didn't know much about what Schindler's, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't even say this in mic. It's fine. (laughs) You guys can laugh about it. I was a 16 year old boy and I was like, what's this rated R movie called Schindler's List? And I was like, I'm just going to check it out because I'm like, I was like, oh, maybe there'll be some like breasts in it. I'm not (laughs) just going to (laughs) say I feel so dumb now, like, but I remember watching it and I'm like, holy crap, this is way dark. <laughs> like, not what you were expecting. Not what I was expecting. Same thing with The Evil Dead a little bit, but not as much as Schindler's List. <laughs> and uh, I I remember like, okay, like, I'm going to watch it. And then I was like blown away by what it was. It, it just brought tears to my eyes. And uh, it was, it changed my life. Like it changed the way of how I wa- watched films. So (laughs) this curious kid going in to watch an R-rated movie, it just turned into something way different. And I think that was to Steven Spielberg's credit. Um, Doing this black and white film in the early 2000s or late 90s and uh, creating a story that was about the Holocaust that was just beautiful and shows that even some Germans can – you know, help save these, these, uh, Jewish, Jewish people. So, right. And yeah, it changed my view. And ever since I've just been watching these weird movies that a lot of people haven't seen or, or I just watched the big ones too, like everyone else. Yeah. You got to (laughs) enjoy the big stuff too. Exactly. So you said that Schindler's list completely changed the way you watch films. I mean, obviously it was a shock to you to watch that film and find out what it was actually. I didn't know what it was. Uh, could have been younger, but, but watching that, what exactly did it do to change how you viewed films? I think so growing up, I saw a lot of animated movies. Mm -hmm. I think everyone does Disney and Disney, 
maybe some like DreamWorks mixed in, but mostly Disney. Uh, I do remember watching uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Toy Story. Yeah. And those were two big ones that I remember, like, I was like, oh, these are better than other animated movies to me. And so the the live action stuff I remember watching a lot was not very good. So I remember watching the live action Flintstone movie a lot, which is not you go back to it, it's just not that good. It's not good. It's not. It's laughable. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I still like this one, but mostly for the nostalgic, but it's The Little Rascals. Oh, yeah. Pretty fun, but it's not the best either. Um, I do remember watching like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, Star Wars. Like Those ones were, were really big, and I knew those were good movies. But I don't think I knew um, what they were until after I kind of watched something like Schindler's List because I saw, oh, movies have merits to them. Mm-hmm. It's not just like an entertaining um, background noise. Right, yeah. When, while you're sick. Yeah. You get to stay home from school. You watch a few movies type yeah. thing. I didn't grow up with really cable. I We had like 10, 12 channels. And then uh, so we'd watch a lot of movies. So I, I would end up watching Star Wars a lot. I should say, yeah, I watched Star Wars a lot as a kid. I think a lot of kids do. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I do remember watching them. I don't think I ever watched them in order. So a lot of people are like, there's that, you know, the spoiler and Empire Strikes Back, you know, where Luke, I'm your father. Or, uh, you know, yeah, I'm your father and Darth Vader's Luke's father. And and so uh, that was really repetitive. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> break the fourth wall. Um, This is going to get cut out. So <laughs> what was I even saying? <laughs> You're talking about watching Star Wars a lot, how uh, how you view films oh, yeah. differently. It wasn't just background noise to you. I still feel bad about watching them out of order is what I guess what I was trying right. to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm repenting. Uh, so I watched them out of order all, all the time. I remember watching The Last Jedi, or not The Last Jedi, The Return of the Jedi a lot. Okay, yeah. Because I think it's the most kidly kid. Oh, it's totally, of it's totally for kids. Yeah. yeah. Empire Strikes Back was probably the most boring for me. Yeah. So, which is probably the best of the three. Yeah. But growing up, you're like six. You, you got to watch those Ewoks run around like idiots. It's They're funny. adorable. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I saw Schindler's List and I was like, okay, I get this. I, you know, this, he's trying to do something and trying to move you to, to understand that World War II is a bad place. Right. You know, which I understood. I don't think I was 16 watching Schindler's List. I had to be younger, but I do remember seeing that another one was minority report steven spielberg is actually one of my favorite directors and he directed minority report he directed yeah. Jurassic park he directed schindler's list and that, these are the reasons because i think my dad and my brother my oldest brother he would show us these movies that i just really enjoyed hmm. that he thought i would enjoy so yeah that's awesome <laughs> it, it's it's amazing how much film has changed your life yeah um and how much it's impacted you so maybe probably uh, for the for, probably for the worst but <laughs> in, in some ways maybe but clearly it's you know it's it's shown you things it's taught you things right yeah and uh and it has maybe led you to starting a podcast so maybe diving into that yeah you do a podcast called rom-com dudes yep and uh and so that's kind of one of the things you're doing now so let's talk about the present and and you can kick it off with your podcast and we can go from there yeah so the rom-com dudes is uh, just me and my friend Carlton. Uh, I grew up with him. Um, scout camp, I guess, was another big part of my life. I worked at scout camp from fourteen for till I was twenty, pretty mm. much nineteen. So, anyways, that's another. Bit. I met him at scout camp, um, and I asked him to help me because he had a lot of the equipment, and I had a lot of the movie knowledge, and I also have the gift of gab, and I can talk a lot, and he. Uh, 
listens very well. <laughs> no, he talks a lot in it too. I feel bad. I keep wanting to tell him like, man, you need to, uh, I, I talk too much. So just come in, just come in. <laughs> just jump in and just, say something. Exactly. Uh, he knows that. Um, so the rom-com dudes is, I had the idea because I kind of, there's a lot of movie podcasts out there, but I kind of wanted to find a niche corner. Right. And so my corner was romantic comedies. Um, and then I thought, well, a lot of women watch romantic comedies. I feel like that's probably the demographic. Um, then I realized, uh, it's, I did some research on it and I realized that's ah, about 70, 30, 70, or it's about 60, 40, I think is what I saw. So 60% women, 40% men, which is okay. pretty, you know, it's pretty, almost pretty balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started realizing, well, romantic comedies are kind of dead. So, and we talk about this <laughs> every week pretty much, Yeah. but romantic com- comedies, um, they don't, they don't market them as romantic comedies like they used to. So now they, they market them as like, this is the summer's best comedy with right. a man and a woman and they're falling in love. You know, it's, oh, okay, yeah. the, it's the comedy first, then the romance later. Right. Or huh. or it's an action drama with romance. It's right. never a romantic comedy anymore. Huh. So, like, a good example recently in my eyes is Longshot, um, which is that uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron movie. It came out in early February, March, somewhere, 2019. Okay. And uh, they... Uh, they, it was a, this is the, this is the winner's best comedy. You'll love this comedy. And then, you know, it's of course a romantic comedy. It's these two people who are going to fall in love by the end of the movie. Right. So that's why it's called long shot. So, <laughs> um, you, so I thought this would be a great corner to kind of talk about why they don't market them as romantic comedies in, anymore. And then, and then there's these outliers like, uh, um, uh, uh, Dirty Rich Asians? Is that what it is? Crazy Rich. Crazy Crazy Rich rich Asians. That's one where they call it, they straight up call that one a romantic comedy. And then I think there's like streaming that they call it romantic comedies. Like we're doing one uh, this week called Murder Mystery, which I think they say is just a romantic comedy, which I don't know. It was kind of, was barely a movie. Uh, We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. (laughs) So when you come listen to ours, you'll see, see those hot takes. Um, anyways, I thought it was a good corner to yeah. be in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that makes sense. You find something that, you know, maybe isn't filled, right. Yeah. And maybe something that you have an opinion on and then you mm-hmm. can share it. So, so you're doing the podcast and then, um, and that kind of leads us into normally at the beginning of the episode, I talk about how we met, but Sorry. I totally <laughs> neglected to do that. No, normally, normally I dive into that first, but Probably talking a lot too. I know it's perfect. This is your show, man. Autopilot. Uh, <laughs> but if, if you want to dive in quick and say how we met each other and then yeah. we can go into more stuff after that. So Alex and I met, uh, so I'm graduating college here in a couple of weeks and you have to do a senior project. I'm a communications major. And so with this senior project, I decided to start this podcast and, uh, the rom-com dudes, Check it out, www.romcomdudes.com. Um, click the listen here, and you'll get there. All right? Perfect. That's how you do that, Alex? Is that? Hey, that was, I think that was a perfect plug. Oh, perfect. Thanks. Um, so we met there. He was taking pictures. Video. We, video. 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 Don't, for the don't, event. Yeah, yeah, don't mix that up. Come on. <laughs> He's doing video for the for the show. And did you? Did they hire you? Is that what it was? It wasn't hired. I was asked by a friend uh, who was in charge of the event, and gotcha. I went and did it. Are you making their YouTube video? Because I feel like they make one every year. They make one every year, yeah. So I'm making the video that they'll put, I don't know, wherever they 
put it. Yeah, I guess I, they just they don't. There's never views on it, but they always show it at the beginning of each senior project to show what they did last year type thing. Oh, okay. that's what they showed us in the class at least. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then I guess that's what it'll be used for. There you go. Yeah. It's it's pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty cool video. So I'm glad you did it. It was it, it opened my eyes on what I needed to do. A right. Bit. So that was for you. That was a compliment. Thank in you. In a roundabout way. <laughs> Well, I haven't seen yours, I guess. I mean, like, mine might be a disaster. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> Do they pay you for that? No. Oh, what? No, yeah. It's just portfolio work. That's what they say, right? That's what they say. Plus, I can't work here anyways. You can't? I, I'm not American, so. What? Yeah. You're Canadian. I'm Canadian. Yeah, that's right. You told yeah, me that. Yeah, yeah. So I have <laughs> well, to can't do you it work for, for You can work for the school, though. Oh, dang it. I can work yeah. for the school. <laughs> I should have asked for money. I had mistake. this. The, I had this, uh... I think she was from Korea. She was talking to me and she's like, oh, I can't work anywhere. And I'm like, why not? And she's like, I'm from Korea. So I learned about that. But I'm like, oh, so what do you do? And she's like, no, I can work for the school. And they hi- they like hired her because yeah. they like brought her over anyways to get numbers, I'm sure, type thing. Yeah. She was telling me that. She felt like She felt bit. like that? Yeah. That's but not she, a good feeling. Well, she felt it was a good opera. She really was glad to be chosen type yeah. thing. So anyways, that's a tangent. Uh, I t- I do a lot of tangents on our podcast. I hope you know that. Hey, that's perfect. You can cut them out. I don't know what you'll do. Um, <laughs> so we met doing that uh, senior project. So the senior project is the last thing you one of the last things you have to do before you can graduate, um, and uh, it's worth a big part of your grade graduation. And uh, I got a six hundred out of six hundred. So excellent. That's great. Yeah, I got an yeah. A. Um, she really liked what I did. My, yeah. So the mentor dr- judges it, who's your professor you've had through your whole career. Okay. I don't know if you guys have that. What are your business? Education. Education. Yeah. yeah. You, I've asked you that before. Yeah. 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 Education. So I don't know. If, they don't do anything. Do you have a mentor though? We, so we have to do student teaching. So right. that's like kind of our oh, well, gotcha. senior project. Mm-hmm. At least I think I could be wrong and yeah. there might be a surprise at the end for me. Well, and I think they got in trouble because they didn't, they, they're not, they weren't teaching the right education. That, yeah, that was with the, I think that early. was with the early childhood yes. education yeah. for, I'm doing high school. So oh, I was good. safe. I was safe from that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. BYUI got in trouble because they weren't teaching the right stuff, early education. That's yeah. the round. Yeah. Yeah. But they fixed it now. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I bet they got a few very unhappy customers. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, senior project, that's where we met Yeah, in the roundabout. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of, I guess to explain what the senior project is, is think of a science fair minus science and more communication stuff. So like podcast or events that people put on right. or, or I designed this poster or I made a movie, a lot of communication. Yeah. Uh, there were some stuff. really interesting things there. Yeah. I think this was one of the better years. Yeah. I went last year and the year before and I, I didn't get to see everything cause I was in it. Yeah. But I felt like this was very strong this yeah. year overall. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Cause I, I went through and I talked to everybody and I mean, I, I connected with you really well cause you're I, doing podcasting I and I was podcast. like, dude, you know, let's chat. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I chatted with a few other people who I've kept in touch with a little bit cause I thought what they did was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's fantastic time to showcase everything. So yeah, I mean, good for you. You're, you're wrapping up, yep. right? You're finishing up everything. Yep. And, uh, and so now you're, you're finished. Like what's, what's next? I, I think I've been telling this to a lot of people is like, um, you hear in high school, when you graduate high school, they're like, this is it. You know, you have so much to think about at this moment. And I'm like, 
oh, okay, I thought it was so big, but then I look back at that and I'm like, that was nothing to compared now, compared to now. I, you know, cause I think there's a lot more pressure now. I have, you know, I'm married, I have a child and now I'm graduating college. And so now I either have to like go on to more education or I have to, uh, find a job <laughs> yeah. or our family sinks type thing. And that's where I'm feeling the pressure. So that's what I'm doing right now is, well, right now I'm doing an internship so I can graduate. But right. uh, um, I work for the Boy Scouts, of course. <laughs> we were talking about scouting a little bit. So yeah. the, the Boy Scouts have been a very big part of my life, and I don't know why I didn't talk about that. But it's fine. The Boy Scouts have been a big part of my life. They still are. Move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to look for a job in marketing, advertisement, um, communication type field. So right. I've dabbled with the idea of being a lawyer. Uh, really? yeah, I have a lot of lawyers on my, um, on my family or my mom's side. Yeah. So my aunt's a judge and my, I have two uncles that are lawyers. And then, um, so I, I've always loved the idea of being a lawyer. Um, I don't love the idea of spending a hundred thousand dollars on school. So that's kind of where I'm at. Right. Um, right. I think it could work out in the long run. Um, but it's like, can I can I accomplish the task at hand is what I'm nervous about and how hard is it? Because right. I know I, like I can talk and I, I've been in sales for a really long time. So I feel like I can sell ideas and I can negotiate really well. But I don't feel like I can um, – let's say I, I, I'm a, I like reading but I'm not the biggest reader. Right. So I feel like I should be a bigger reader for being a lawyer. But I've known a lot of lawyers too who aren't big readers and they still were able to get – you know, they're past the bar. Right. So I'm at that kind of stage right yeah. now. Yeah. That's a big junction. Yeah. I, I want, I don't know. I'm rubbing my forehead with frustration. See, Alex, you ask these tough <laughs> questions and I think deep down inside that I think about every day anyways. And I'm just like, what do I want to do right now? I also thought about just getting my master's, you know, yeah. go, go that route. But you know, throwing my hands up in the air now. What am I going to do? So <laughs> there, you know, there are so many, so many different routes that you can go. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I mean, clearly, you know, in my opinion, you had one of the better senior projects. Oh. There were, there were, there, there were, <laughs> thanks. There, <laughs> were, just saying there, there, there were some I saw that I was like, so that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the culmination of your four years here. Yeah. You know, I, and I wanted to do more of the, I, I didn't say this, but when I did my senior project, I created the podcast from scratch because I wanted to do Google advertisements. Right. So I did a lot of marketing on top. So I paid actual money to promote my podcast. That, huh. So I did a lot of that on top. Yeah. So I don't, you know, thanks. There was this, I shouldn't say this, but there's this license plate guy who across from me Yeah. And he recreated license plates and I, um, I don't know this guy, so whatever. I will never see him. I don't know who he is. I hope he doesn't listen. I couldn't read him. And I'm like, you know, license plates are meant to be red, right? And he was doing like bright greens against whites and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what that's, I don't know what he's, anyways. So I see what you're saying a little bit. There was a couple that I saw that I was like, but that was, that one stood out to me because I kept staring at it. It was right across. It was from right me. across from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if somebody said that to him. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I didn't, I, yeah, you gotta you gotta wonder. It's like, dude, that's you got you know the color will. Like you gotta you can't do greens yeah. against or you can't do like yellows against whites or Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But hopefully 
hopefully he finds you know what he's looking for yeah. hopefully everything turns out great yeah for him. anyways yeah. thanks for the compliment yeah no problem <laughs> i don't take compliments well as you can see <laughs> so 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 then i mean you have all these different options ahead of you yeah right you you know you might go into law you might go and work in who knows what marketing department yeah. right you might get your master's you might do i don't know maybe something completely different mm -hmm. right um what do you think though at the end of the day is going to kind of be i guess the deciding factor the thing that you know moves you in whatever direction you go <sighs> i think humans are uh uh lazy by nature mm -hmm. and i feel like and i hate like i hate this uh inside of me but i feel like the lazy the kind of following the path of least resistance is gonna kind of motivate me the most hmm. which i i say that out loud and i've said that in my head a lot and that's why i've been looking for jobs right now because and somebody pointed this out to me recently i was out to dinner with my wife we go on a we try to go on a date every once in a while and have somebody babysit our child and my parents babysit and uh he said you know he was a he's a physical therapist but i think he got his master's or phd he's a doctor i think he's got his doctor degree actually in physical therapy so he's one of the more respectable ones right around here they he didn't just get a bachelor's and then go into physical therapy. He um, he told me, he's like, because I was telling him about how I kind of want to do law school. It's in the back of my mind all the time. And he said, you know, um, I knew that it, once I started making money, I wouldn't want to go back to school. And so I have this, I have that thought in the back of my head every time I look at and apply at jobs right now, because I'm at that turning point where like, okay, I have a bachelor's degree, so I'll be starting out hopefully like 40 or 50,000 and then I'll just be making money from there, like growing in the company. Um, and then I'll know, then I'll feel like I'm just making money. But like he's saying that, you know, I went to school and now I'm making, he's probably making a hundred thousand in Idaho, which is like probably 200,000 yeah. <laughs> everywhere else type thing. Yeah. Cause if you have a hundred thousand in Idaho, you can buy a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. It's dirt cheap here. Yeah. And so, um, I always have that thought in the back of my head. Um, and so that, yeah, yeah, that always kind of scares me. Um, I served a mission for the, the church and uh, the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. And so I always kind of, um, have these deep thoughts of like the path of least resistance is, you know, where I shouldn't go because like, it's kind of what you learn. I feel like on the mission, um, is like, you kind of got to do harder routes and do things differently and mix it up. But I also just want, like, I, I'm sick of like buying just bread for my family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we have grilled cheeses a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that gets annoying. Uh, so it's like, what, like if I go to law school, that's another three years plus because you know, you don't, you're not necessarily going to get a job right out of law school. And so uh, that's another three years of grilled cheeses. And so it's like, okay, yeah, what do we, what do we, what do I want to do? What, what do my wife and I want to do type thing? So I guess that's my deciding. I didn't answer. I don't know if I answered the question. No, I, th I, I think you, I think you answered it perfectly. <laughs> okay. I don't have an answer though. Yeah. So yeah, 
I, you know, I'll play, apply for jobs and then people will probably write me back. And then that honestly will probably be a deciding factor. It's like, if they're saying, oh yeah, come, come work for me for, you know, I'm like 50,000. Wow. That's more money I've made than my entire life so far type yeah. thing. And, or I've never made that much money in a year. And so I'll, I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I won't, you know, I won't go to law school. Yeah. It's just, it just won't happen yeah. unless I just hate it, I guess. And then I'm like, okay, I'll go to law school. But then right. it's like, how do you, how do you do something like that? Because you're, you, you then probably buy a new car that you have to pay for, for five years. And then it's like, well, how do you go to law school and pay for this new car? Right. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you got to pay for it. You got to pay for stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I freaking America. I wish I lived in Canada. <laughs> then I don't have to care about medical. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it helps. It does help. It really <laughs> it helps does. That was one. I'm not joking. That was a big deciding factor at one point in our lives. Is like we, we both my wife and I were working, and we were making like together like not much, but like enough to like the United States were like, you can't have Medicaid or like you can't have medical, so you have to get it through your company. And if like if I got insurance through my company. It would have cost like half of our income type thing. And it's just like, so my wife had to quit working so that she can get insurance through the, through the state, through the country, you know, through the United States. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Wow. So that's, that's what United, yes, that's what Americans have to worry about. Yeah. And, you know, that's partially our fault. You know, we shouldn't probably have had a baby so early, but she's our pride and joy. But yeah. um, I guess it's like, the you know, they always talk about how the United States is free, but it's like one of those choices where it doesn't feel like it's freedom. <laughs> like, right. You feel so enclosed. You feel in a box. Right, but yeah. Accidents happen and stuff. I'm not saying this one was an accident because it kind of wasn't. We talked a lot about it and we're like, yeah, it's time. And then we had a baby and then we were like, oh, wow, that was probably – lot more work than we thought. So yeah. <laughs> we were getting old. We're both old. So we don't want to have kids when we're 60 type thing. Right. So that's right. also a deciding factor. Yeah. Anyways, deciding factors. It's a lot deciding of Deciding factors, man. We always talk, joke that we're going to move to Canada. We really like Canada. So it's have just you been? too cold. No, but we, you know, I read about it. It just Canada. seems like a nice place. I they love legalize that. marijuana. How much bad can how, it be? How bad can it be? Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, so you have all these, all these different deciding factors. Um, and I guess it kind of like winds you through life, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. not everything happens exactly how you want it to happen. Right. Right. So say you take the path of least resistance. <laughs> okay. Would you regret it? I don't know. That's what I, you know, I, I actually asked my dad that a lot, not kind of recently. I feel like it was a couple of years ago. I was like, dad, do you regret? I don't know what he wanted to do growing up. I've never really asked him that, but he was in drama and kind of that kind of stuff. And he yeah. loved, he loves performing in front of people. He always wants to make people laugh. And so he, uh, I always asked, he works at the INL, which is the Idaho national laboratory. He's like a manager that he, just think of him as like the Homer Simpson. That's what he does is like whatever Homer Simpson does is what he does. But like <laughs> what I say is he's a radioactive garbage man. But instead of like taking out the trash, he like manages the crews that takes out the trash. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's kind of what he does. And I'm always like, dad, do you regret your choice of, you know, working out at the INL? And he, he always says no. Sometimes I'm like, I don't, I think he's kind of lying. It, I think he sometimes wishes he did something else, but he makes money, you know, like he, he does well and he supported us growing up. 
um, it took a while, I feel like, but, um, right now he's happy and he, they, you know, they have a, they have a little trailer that they go camping with. They have a house. They, they have a couple dogs, you know, they live a, the American dream right now. Right. They have that, they're in that middle class system that they, I think they really enjoy. They just went to Europe for three weeks type thing. They can do that stuff. And it makes my mom and makes my dad happy. My mom's a teacher. So it's not, you know, she, she really likes that. She's an English teacher. Yeah. So really likes that. But my dad, um, she's always, she chased her dream. She was a legal secretary. She was always wanted to be a teacher. And then at about 35, 40, she decided, I think she was, no, no, she was older than that. 40. She, no, she was 40. She's about 40 years old. Really? 35, 40. She decided she wanted to go back to school. So she went up to BYU, Idaho and we live so close to the school. So it's really nice. And, uh, she went back to school and became a teacher. She's been teaching for five years now. So I think she likes it. She teaches sixth graders. So she followed, I think she felt like she should have gone back to school and she yeah. did once my dad started making money. And but I always ask my dad and he's like, you know, I, I'm glad we, we lived a comf- comfortable life kind of growing up. And I, when I was younger, I felt like it was a little harder on him. Um, they had kids really young, so, Yeah, but yeah, I, so to answer your question, <laughs> Will I regret it? I feel like if I, again, if I started making money, probably not because I know I'm doing what I need to do to keep my family, you know, happy and living that American dream, that uh, middle-class lifestyle that we always hear about. Um, I don't know if you hear about that in Canada, but what the American dream is, is you sail across a boat and then you are a foreigner of some kind. And I'm totally joking. I... (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> I'm like, just I just wanted to see where the ex- explanation then, was uh, going. You start a company and it grows to be this billion dollar company and you become the Waltons. And every American Santa. does it. <laughs> it's right. No. Uh, <laughs> I wish. I felt, yeah. You know, it's, I, yeah. We're in a weird place. I I like politics too. That's kind of why I want to go and be a lawyer. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to talk about politics on your on your podcast. I won't do that. We'll get into it later. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I have a different podcast for it. Oh, we'll, you have we'll another politics. Good. I, uh, which is weird because you're Canadian. So you probably do you talk a lot about American politics or Canadian? Politics? I mean, I I feel like I can talk both. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I'm I'm studying down here, so I yeah, you know, yeah, it affects you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I uh, let me. Ask, I don't know how Canada's system even works, but we can talk about it off. off we'll talk mic. about it off mic, yeah. Because I I've always like because there's Trudeau. That's his name. Justin he's your, Trudeau. He's your is prime minister. Right? Prime minister. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. people don't really know him too. I've heard in Canada. Well, I mean, they know him, but it's, it's, he's not that important. Kind of important. He's very important. Oh, he is the poor. He's the guy. He's the guy. Federally. Federally, uh, he's the. But guy. But it's not that important. I mean, it is just very kidding. important. We'll get more into okay, it. I, I should uh, just do my own research. Uh, I am your research. Uh, so, so you, you you say you say you wouldn't regret it um, because you're doing what what takes care of your family. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't yeah. regret making those choices because you're taking care of your family. Yeah. So. Um, which I think is is probably the healthiest mindset you can have, right? You have a priority and and you take care of that. Yeah, and you know, like we talked about movies earlier. When I was 16, I wanted to be the next Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And I did that a lot. Like I made movies a lot. And then I just realized I'm like, nobody, like it's one in a million chances you're going to be the next Steven Spielberg. You know, there's one Steven Spielberg out of 7 billion people. Right. And then how many many of those 7 billion people are trying to be directors? You know, let's say like, 50 million. 
So it's like one in 50 million. 50 million is probably high. But (laughs) there's a lot of people who want to work in Hollywood. And so it's kind of hard to be that next Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Or even to create your own channel like a Quentin Tarantino type thing or whoever these named people. There's not a lot of famous directors. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's a small club. Very small. Yeah. And you don't regret not being there. No. Because I still have movies. So right. I can still watch them, and I can still talk about them, and that's why I started right. a podcast, Rom-Com Dudes. Go ahead and check it out. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, you're you're doing other things with your life. So so maybe kind of to, to wrap it up here before we go ahead and record your show, yeah. Rom-Com Dudes, yes. go ahead and check it out. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> no, <laughs> it's no, probably no. going long for you. <laughs> no, this is, this is actually normal life okay. for me, so this is perfect. But did we get to everything? We got to everything. Oh, wow. We got okay. to everything, as long as you feel like we got to everything. Yeah, I'm good. I don't we got care. to everything. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> I'm on your side. So so looking back, uh, look, looking back on your life, let's say you're 80 years old. Okay. Okay. You have lived this American dream. You have provided for <laughs> your family. So. Yeah. Right? You, you know, you, you, you did some things. Uh-huh. Right? You had a good time. And you you went all the way into at least the fortieth season of of your podcast. Yes, millions right? of listeners, millions of listeners influenced tons of people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. everyone's watching uh, romantic comedies again. Weird. And, Hollywood's uh, taking notice. Holly- and you become the next Steven Spielberg. They make a Marvel rom- romantic comedy. It's weird. Disney's like, well, we got to put it in the MCU. They put you in the MCU. They put me as an eighty year old man. Because I... <laughs> That's perfect. You have cameos in all their shows. Oh, no. I can't replace Stan Lee, but I will. I mean, you, you, you could have cameos still. Right. <laughs> and then people will say... Oh, it's the wrong... I can't, I, I can't replace Austin Muggleston. You can't you do kidding? it. <laughs> so, so, so you're 80 years old. You're looking back on your life. What are you most proud of? Uh, is this like a hope question? Like, what this do I hope, hope to be like, most proud hope of? Hope you're most proud of. What do you think? Like, what do you envision yourself being most proud well, of? Well, I, I'm not one to. Uh, this is a flaw I have. I'm not one to look too far into the future. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just, I don't. Um, like, I don't look like. My wife always asks, like, "What's your schedule for the week?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'll know tomorrow when I go to work." Type thing. Like, that's who I right. am. Right. So I hope. Like, I don't know if I'll be like. Five years from now, I'll be like, well, I hope, like, let's say the rom-com dudes become huge. And then I'll be like, oh, I hope it, like, that helps people want to kind of see movies differently. Or I know that's a stupid answer because the answer should be like, well, I hope my fa- like family respects me. Right? right. That's And that is the first thing that came to my head is really I just want, like, I have, you know, my my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren laying at my deathbed and they're just like, yeah, you you did you did what you need to do yeah. in this life and we will remember you, you yeah. know, and um I you know, I believe in an afterlife. I also believe in uh kind of the continuation of life on earth through like this is my own kind of thing, but like through people's thoughts. And right. so um I would love to be like continuous a continuation of people's thoughts thousands of you know a thousand years from now i think a lot of people believe that's why that's why they, people want to be famous that's why people yeah. want to be have a big business and you know be steve jobs because steve jobs will be remembered forever you right. know i mean not forever but like they know that name he created the iphone which is one of the biggest advancements we've had in a long time i feel like and and so yeah everyone wants that um but even if i'm remembered by my great-grandchildren for another hundred years i think that's well worth it and um, 
I guess it kind of goes back to why I talked about my parents went to Europe for three weeks. And that's one of the reasons why they went to Europe is because they, my, my dad had a grandma who was from Switzerland. So Hmm. they wanted to go see her old house, which is kind of cool. Stuff like that. It'd be cool to be like, oh, you know, my great or my, yeah, my great grandchildren come and say, oh, this is where great grandpa Austin lived. You know, there's stuff like that. And I, that's really what I hope for these things that we do. And I, I'm sure you hear this answer a lot, but these things we do in this life are so small. And I, you know, we talk about how, you know, I just want to make money. I, I want to make my family comfortable. Um, those things are very small compared to the memories we'll have with them. Right. With the long run, but you can't make those memories without, you know, building a, building a house and, you know, having money to do so. So it's kind of, it's a catch 22 a little bit. You have this kind of uh back and forth, but yeah, that's what I hope for. Yeah. I'm sure you hear that. Intro. It's so cliche. No, but, but I mean like things are cliche for a reason. Yeah. Right? Cause it's true. Cause they're real. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you for sharing kind of the story of your life. Yeah, it's very uh, spark note of my life, but yeah. I mean, I mean, that's all you got time for in an hour podcast, yeah. right? Well, seriously, th- thank you. You're welcome. You know, it, it's fantastic being able to, to sit and listen to people. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, and learn a little bit more about where they're from. Yeah, so. I, uh, I minored in journalism and you do a better job than me. So. Oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> and thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for listening, not just to this show, but to the people in your life. I think that is the single greatest way you can make the world a better place, is to take five minutes to really listen, to sit and listen to someone around you today. 